Welcome to today's episode of The Growth Zone. I am Christian Bartsch. What is the core benefit of listening to this show? Business leaders in corporate and privately held companies gain insights into trends and strategies that provide them with a competitive advantage in the marketplace. Each episode focuses on areas such as marketing, sales, innovation, or funding that is absolutely critical to the growth of companies, whether they are startups or corporate global players. Where management needs to juggle the challenges of market entries or knowing how to navigate the uncertainty of disruptive developments, mind feeding is where clarity evolves and helps solving organizational challenges. For those who listen to the entire episode, I have a special surprise gift. I'm also working on some great guests that are industry leaders in management, innovation, and marketing. And we will be talking in the future much more about the important trends that are affecting the way we manage our companies in the demand to being sustainable, more environmentally and socially friendly, and becoming more empathic leaders. So let's get started on today's topic. So into this episode, we're going to be looking at what can we learn from the evolution in cyber. Now, as you might have heard in the previous episode, cybersecurity is a big issue, even for e-commerce, for businesses, even businesses that don't do any e-commerce, that don't sell to consumers and that, it's a huge issue. Because even if a company that, let's say, manufactures brakes for cars, car brakes, yeah, so if they get hacked, it could even lead to you buying a car that has 40 brakes and you have an accident and the brakes won't work. Now, the fact is that company that makes the brakes doesn't have your data, but someone who wants to attack that company can blackmail the company and say, if you don't pay, we're going to tell you what we did to the brakes or your brakes will be all useless, which means, of course, the company has to recall the brakes, loses billions of dollars, and has a huge issue, because everybody says, oh, there's a recall from blah, blah, blah company. They have to take all back the brakes, and if the uh, hackers are very smart, they'll add to the narrative and say, hey, they were hacked, the hackers manipulated the systems and so on, that's why. You can't trust the brakes anymore. What does that lead to? The company losing contracts, losing trust, reputation goes down the drain, and they leave the market. Yeah, we'll come insolvent. They're taken over by some company, they lose their brand and everything, and start from scratch. Now, only data waste. Now, when you look at that, that means that if you use marketing to your advantage, even as a cyber criminal, you can achieve quite some impressive goals or objectives. 
And if we just leave the cyber criminals for side for a moment, just even think of you are trying to introduce a new product to the market and you realize, oh, nobody knows me, nobody knows my product, nobody trusts me. Now to build trust, what do you do? You start creating market material, you post, you post on social media and everything, etc. Now you have to of course realize that even if you tweet something on Twitter or post a video on YouTube or TikTok and so on, it'll be gone before even your coffee gets cold. And that's quite a frightening reality that your reach of marketing content used to be huge and now it's small. It's very short-lived, which means you have to pump content again and again, all the time. Well, you can use this by newsletters, but sometimes people don't quite like that. And I often unsubscribe to newsletters. I've never ordered them. I hardly read newsletters. And that's the same thing with, with people. They have these ad blockers and all kinds of things. They don't even care anymore about the ads, or click them, block them. There are all sorts of ways to get rid of this annoyance. And that becomes a difficult thing because you want to send out your message. Let's look at what do the cyber criminals do? They have to do as well marketing. They as well want attention. Your attention. My attention. Everybody's attention. The CEO's attention. They want to be known. If they hack you, you're done. You're blank. Tapes are blank. All the tapes are blank in your recovery. All your computers are encrypted. All the data is gone, unless you pay them so many bitcoins. And even if the bitcoin price goes down the drain, they simply increase the price and say, okay, so 10 bitcoins, we want 200 bitcoins. They simply adjust. It's like currency exchange, they're smart. And that makes it difficult for someone to then manage and see how they can do all these things. Now, what can we see if we look at this evolution? Just simply look at the evolution, cybercrime, evolution, and other industries and that. Just take the evolution in automotive, let's say. Yeah. So we see the traditional car makers battling with the development, the evolution towards electric vehicles. And the thing is, there's some electric vehicles that are nothing else than a traditional car having been ripped off its combustion engine. They put a battery in, maybe increase the height because it didn't quite fit in underneath. Then they added an electromotor, a lot of wiring, and said, customer, buy my thingamabob. And people look at it and say, oh, great, they've got an electric car. They start using it. Notice, hmm, doesn't work. Software update, broken. Hmm? Sounds a bit like cybercrime, sort of. But the thing is, the updates don't work. They break down. They take six hours, eight hours. That's insane. What do you need to upload so much stuff in an update? That really creates big opportunities for making a mistake, 
not being able to fix a mistake, a car having accidents, creating bad reputation even for the brand itself, not only for electric industry. And it can be quite a cost because, of course, clients have a car breaking down, you have to tour it, and then eventually it comes out, it's your fault. Your company who manufactured the car made a development mistake and they have to fix it and you have to pay the car, the towing and everything. And eventually nobody wants to buy your stuff because everybody knows your cars break down. Eventually you try to find an elevator to say EV cars are bad, that's why we should go to hydrogen. Okay, that's an excuse. Nevertheless, look at what others are doing. It's not just the traditional car makers making electric cars. Look at uh, BYD and, and Tesla. For instance, Tesla. Tesla update takes about 20 minutes. Goes either through um, 4G or through 5G or through satellite or through your Wi-Fi, which you've connected your car with. Downloads it, updates it when you want it, and that's it. Boom. You can drive, get your coffee, or do your shopping. It doesn't matter. And that shows you the huge evolution that leads as well by combining other highly innovative companies. Yeah, what does a Tesla use to navigate? Google Maps. Now, actually, many other car makers noticed mm, our maps are outdated, our maps are not reliable. So they start using as well Google Maps. Shouldn't the playing field be uh, level then? No, unfortunately not. Because of course it's not just using Google Maps. It's building a sort of software that uses Google Maps to navigate, to do some things like, for instance, decide where should I charge the car up on your trip? Because if you're driving, let's say, uh, 800 kilometers from the south of Europe to the north somewhere, you will have to charge somewhere in between. Maybe even twice, depending if you've got a traffic jam, it's very hot and everything. So that creates an evolution of development because people have to solve these problems. How do we make the car find the right place at the right time to charge up? How do we ensure that charging is fast and efficient? All these things, they don't just suddenly come up one day and somebody has an idea and fix it in one day. Have an idea, try it out, doesn't work well. Try another idea, test it and test it, and you notice, hmm, that's a much better approach. And you roll out the update. But what do the traditions do? They either force you to go and get the update in a pro shop, or they don't update you. And what happens? Your car is wasting energy, costing you more money, and creating bad reputation. And that's a key thing. That's why you will see there's a growing trend in companies who are able to really have an evolution, a very fast evolution, and no longer traditional evolution. That doesn't quite work with most organizations because at a certain size, they are mechanically structured. Yes, military is much more mechanically structured than an enterprise, a big corporation, where things are but more or less command and so on, but they are not able to 
adapt to organic. And organic structures are typical structures that you see um, in hacking groups, uh, in even in guerrilla tactics and so on. It's all somehow related. Anonymous groups use organic structures. That makes them so powerful and so difficult to fight off. And that's why when we look at what's happening now the last few years and so on, and especially now, we see how these highly, supposedly disorganized groups of hackers are causing a lot of damage on both sides of the equation. And that's the thing. The disorganization is not a real disorganization. It's organic. Yeah? It's like as if you go and say, hey, the field is disorganized. Well, the field looks nice. Nice green patch. You can play football on it. Perfect. Disorganized? Of course it's disorganized. You can't go to a grass and say to it, you grow now, please, in right direction and not green, in red. Silly. Yeah, doesn't work. It doesn't care. It'll do what it wants. Of course, you can do some things to adjust the direction of the grass. But it's the same game. It's absolutely the same game of understanding evolution in cyber. And that means cyber doesn't just consist of hackers and websites. It consists of software as a service, physical infrastructure as a service, firewall as a service, and these many, many other things. And when you look at it, firewalls used to be traditionally inside an organization and used to have hardware. Small companies still have these kind of things. But <clears throat> if you go and ev uh, evolve your cybersecurity, you eventually have several layers of firewalls. And then you have firewall as a service. Now, that's a thing that's not so easily configured, because the thing is, you need time. You need experts to do that. And just go simply on a job market, try to find some. It's so difficult to find people who have these skills. And for instance, us, what are we doing? We are finding people who we think and we believe we can invest in them. And we think they will become good cybersecurity people. They haven't got the skills, they haven't got the knowledge, they haven't got experience. We simply start training them. And then they go either through one of our six months courses or year course, they go become trainees and so on. And they learn from learning and learning and from experiencing, from getting experience in the real world. And that's what actually creates cybersecurity experts. And them as we're learning again and again, you can never create a perfect cybersecurity system. It will never be. The same thing, try to create a perfect hacking software or a perfect operating system. So even ransomware developers make mistakes, they have bugs in the system and so on. One thing it works and the other works. Yeah? That is the reality. Everything that's man-made is not perfect. It might look perfect. But if you look at it a bit more precisely, more time investing, you will see there are little mistakes, little faults. It's not perfect. And it's the same thing. We need to invest in humans in a way that makes sense. We cannot expect them to be perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Everywhere. 
people around the world are not perfect. People make mistakes, people have wrong ideas, they might be misled. They're doing something that maybe is not right, maybe they're doing something that is right but the wrong way, maybe they're even doing something right, believes it's right, but actually they're doing it in the wrong way or because of the wrong reasons. And what happens? Well, as usual, garbage in, garbage out. Now, look at it. So the evolution in cyber is simply an evolution of trying to put as much garbage in and getting as little garbage out. That is the formula of evolution. Yeah, because we're all putting stuff in, we have ideas, and a lot of it is simply garbage. But if we never put the garbage in, we will never be able to figure it out and mince it up and eventually get something really good out of it. Yeah? That's how actually products, services, and all kinds of stuff have evolved. Now the guy who wants, or people who once invented the tire, or a watch. Yeah, that idea sort of worked, but it wasn't perfect, and then more and more evolution, and today you can buy fancy watches for hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. Great. But do I need a million dollar watch? Mm, no, not really. On the other hand, a million dollar plane wouldn't be bad. You can fly from A to Z faster, you don't have to wait in airports and so on. Now, that's the thing, evolution. We evolve in our habits and our ways of using things. And that's, that changes our approach to all kinds of things as well in business. Consumers use products differently. They have different expectations. And we, if we are, for instance, the marketing department, we're trying to somehow get our narrative out and hope that the people understand it. And we hope that it makes them really to want to look deeper into it and hopefully drive them in front of our salespeople. And our salespeople will, of course, hope that the users more or less understood what they're going to buy so that they can really figure out, okay, do you need a 5-inch screen or a 10-inch screen? Hmm? Or do you need a black and white printer? Or do you need a duplex printing printer in color with this and this resolution? Yeah, it's the same thing. Do you want a sedan? Do you want a cabrio? Or anything else? You just simply need to figure it out. But in the beginning, the user doesn't know they need it. Why should they even look for it? Yeah, just look at Steve Jobs and the iPad. Who needs an iPad? Well, I think most of us nowadays have some sort of tablet. Yeah. And if it's a mini tablet or Kindle, it's all more or less the same idea. But the thing is, all this stuff existed before, just that there was no proper use for it. People didn't really see it useful, except a few people who used it for scheduling appointments and that kind of stuff, taking notes. And now you can do so many things with it. Watch TV, watch videos, have Zoom calls, everything. And that's evolution in cyber. Our work environment is changing drastically, and the way of doing things is changing drastically. That means our buyers, our consumer habits, Corporate buyers are changing, and the risks as well changing. Risk in selling, in delivery, in cybersecurity, in marketing, sales, financial, payments, insurance, everything is changing. And it is affecting massively 
our world. And now in this recession that we're seeing, things are going to definitely become more drastic the way we see things evolving. But looking towards the recession, that will keep for a topic of another episode, because otherwise it would be a little bit too much. Let's focus on evolution and how we can be a successful part of the evolution. We don't want to be the dinosaurs who died out. So have a great day. Looking forward to the next episode where we'll be talking about how is consumer experience expected after changing the game for e-commerce sites. So in short, what does that mean? It means that consumer experience is changing the way e-commerce sites are able to sell. It means as well, of course, how people are perceiving the offer, the trust, and all these different other things. And don't forget, there are some other people out there who as well jumping out on your e-commerce site. Your competitors, research people, search engines, hackers, spies, all different other kind of ooh, creepy stuff. So have a great day. See you soon. I hope you enjoyed today's edition of The Growth Zone Show with Christian Bartsch. Thank you for listening. Please leave a review or rating here on iTunes or on podchaser.com. If you found the content helpful, then share it on social media, please. I would like to invite you to follow our show so that you don't miss the upcoming interviews with leaders in the market. Simply visit the website meetchrisbarch.com. I will be adding the link into the description of this episode so that you just need to click on that link. On my website, you will also find the links to free templates. If you're looking for the books I have published on marketing, innovative technology, and sustainable business strategies, just simply click on publication to find my book list. The world is constantly changing in response to trends and events. As a business leader, you need to bypass the sandbanks that can hurt your performance. For those of you who are signing up to follow the show, I have reserved a few copies of my ultimate guide on content marketing and an ESG compliant cheat sheet. This is the strategy that got me top corporate clients like McDonald's, Linde, Hewlett Packard, Deutsche Bank, Volvo and many others. That strategy has been working for over 10 years and also got me contacts with police, transport authorities, military and several universities and even leading research institutes. For sure, it also worked wonders as it got me many small, medium-sized enterprises 
and international clients around the world. The link to sign up to our free broadcasting service and the guide is at meetchrisbarch.com. That will give you access to the most recent versions of my ultimate guide on content marketing. You can follow me on Twitter by using the Twitter handle capbarch. It's spelled C-A-P-B-A-R-T-S-C-H. Yes, that is C-A-P, Barch, or spelled Charlie, Alpha, Papa, Bravo, Alpha, Romeo, Tango, Sierra, Charlie, Hotel. <laughs>